Welcome to the sixth episode of VSTML 2021 Recaps from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstrong, and joining me as always is a Canadian who claims that he's 1m85, but he's just below 1m30. It's little Logan Saunders. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I was doing the maths on this yesterday, and if Charlotte is telling the truth about being 1m30, she is technically a dwarf, because I think that was 4'3". That's that's really, really short. Like, Jeanne is uh, one of the shortest people I know, and she's still 5'11". Or 4'11". 4'11", not 5'11". <laughs> I was going to say, she would be a very tall Filipino if she was 5'11". <laughs> yeah. She'd be the tallest person in the country. She could be on one of the basketball teams. Yeah, that's above average height for women around the world. Yeah, women are average to be, what, 5'5", five, 5'6"? Five, five, yeah, four foot three is one meter thirty. I don't think Charlotte is that small. I'll be honest. I think she might have been joking when she was talking to him, but I don't think she's one meter thirty. She does not seem that small. <laughs> it would be very noticeable on screen, especially around other Dutch people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because there's definitely someone in this cast that is above six foot. I would hazard a guess that there are two people in this final five who are above six foot. Because I got a feeling Rocky is not far away if she isn't. Yeah, the pro athlete. Yeah, she definitely looks over six foot. And we were basically saying before we started recording this episode that all we can ask for right now is that it wasn't as bad as last week, and it wasn't as bad as last week. Yeah, it's not infuriating, it's just another episode. Yeah, it was a very non-elimination episode, as you said earlier, but also it felt like the mole was very much in control on this one. There's two schools of thought about who the mole is this week, I think. And essentially, you narrow it down to two suspects after this episode, I think. At least for me. Okay, let's well, let's get into this. So previously, the final six faced an impossible challenge before an utterly pointless bullshit twist saw Josh get screwed and them lose half the pot. That's all the previously you're getting, because I couldn't bring myself to do anything more for that episode. It was just impossible challenge, utterly pointless bullshit twist, saw Josh get screwed and them lose half the pot. That's it. Yeah, and they don't exactly get to restore the funds they lost this episode. No, the maximum they could have won this episode was 5250 Which is what they already sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, which is still pretty much what they sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to play a perfect game just to get, just to make up, just to get break even. Yeah. So they are still in Kutnahora, where the Church of Bones seems to be built on bullshit twists. Rick has an umbrella for his intro because it's, you know, Central Europe in September. And he also has the balls to act like it was a surprise that the pot got drained by greedy bastards. Monterey Jack is the only man left, everyone is realising that they're each other's competition, and there is another assignment to come with dilemmas, because that worked so well last week. And the episode title is Hideaway. Hideaway, hideaway, hideaway. Oh wait, that's Runaway. Yes it is. And as you well know, the episode titles do usually point towards who the mole is. And Hideaway is the first one where I think maybe I've made a connection. Because there was one person who was kind of isolated for one of the challenges in this one, and that's how I would interpret Hideaway. The person who we already suspect. <laughs> yeah, and that was our number one suspect for six weeks now. Which was Mariah, obviously. <laughs> that may or may not be confirmation bias. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> As you said in like week two or three, shit, you're really in a Mariah tunnel, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I have... Spoilers, put her top of my suspect list for Dan Peake's suspect list. Five of the six weeks, I think it is. And the one of those is when I was really doubting Renee. 
and I think I still put her second then. So if it is her, I'm on for a pretty much perfect game here. <laughs> Regardless of the outcome of our pool, I'm feeling reasonably smug if it is Mariah. So the group arrive at a new hotel on their coach, Renee gets her own room, Monterey Jack and Rocky are together, and Charlotte and Mariah are in the other room. Mariah says that apparently Josh was her mole, she thinks that the twist saved her, and that she has to trust her gut a bit more and not be so open. They wake up on day 11 to the first challenge of the episode. They are suddenly in a bus, which is stopping at bus stops with the mole logo on it, because Rick seems to be having a day off doing what Jeff Probst did in Survivor Samoa. Yeah, well, what did Rick do this day? I don't know, because he still appeared at the end. Was he getting tested for COVID? I mean, I mean, if I were in Rick's position, I would have taken the morning off just mourning the loss of Josh, because it is very evident in this episode how big a personality Josh was. A morning of mourning? Yeah. He was wearing black when he appeared. Just saying, we cannot rule this out yet. Yeah, he's just he was just in his hotel room crying, I can't do this, I can't do this, guys. All I'm saying is it hasn't been proven that Rick doesn't have a shrine to Josh in his hotel room. We haven't seen the evidence against that yet. Yeah, there hasn't been a picture saying there isn't one. So let's just assume there is. So, during the bus trip, they will find nine more stops. Only one person can get off at each one, and they can earn up to 1,750 euros of the pot. There will also be advantages. They have to think carefully about what information they share. Now, here's the thing. I realised this after doing my notes last night. There was no way to earn 1,750 euros on this challenge, regardless of there being a mole or not, regardless of there being advantages or not. Because one of the stops, if someone gets off, which someone's going to get off at each stop, if someone gets off at stop seven, they have to stay right there. They lose no money from the pot, they gain no money from the pot but it is physically impossible to earn €1,750 if someone gets off at stop 7, which someone's going to get off at stop 7. Well, well, do they have to have somebody get out to read the sign, or can they say, no, we'll just skip this stop? In theory, they can say, no, we'll just skip this stop, but it's not possible. No one is going to not get off that bus and at least investigate it. Yeah. I guess it was, it's a... So really, it was more 15... What would have been the reasonable max? 1000 1500 was the max. 1500 yeah. 100%. Because there is no way, mathematically, for them to get the maximum part if someone gets off at stop 7, which they're always going to do. So they earn almost half of what could be expected. That's still, that's pretty good for a mole standard. Oh yeah, they did really well. But then again, someone on this challenge takes one for the team and goes last, costs them secretly 350 euros, and then costs them 250 euros by getting off at stop 7 again. That person, of course being Mariah. I was thinking uh, as this episode was going on, like this isn't really deviating from Mariah being the mole. These sabotages are very blatant. Yeah. The first two challenges, Mariah costs the group 2,100 euros. And then combine that with the 5,000 euro bid last week, she's probably responsible for 90% of the money out of the pot this season. Yeah, she's getting up there, isn't she? Follow the money I think is what Charlotte said? It is, yes. And then you get an idea of, like, I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but Renee's been surviving all these executions. She survived the one in three shot of being executed. And this week she was saying Charlotte and Mariah were her two main suspects. So you can't help but think, hmm, those have been Renee's suspects. It's probably why she's been able to survive this long. Yeah. So how would you play this challenge as a mole? As a mole? 
I guess the big thing is to try and confuse and create as much distrust at each stop as possible. Be like, oh, are you really telling us the truth? What if you know if you know what are on the signs? You want to try and stir it so nobody knows who told the truth about the signs and who didn't. And then once all that chaos is going on, maybe find a way to conveniently bail before the end of the challenge so you're not associated with whatever happens at the end of it. I will caveat this with the fact that Logan and I, if you've seen our suspicions list that I keep posting on Twitter, Logan and I, very much in a Mariah tunnel right now, have been for pretty much all the season. Mariah played this challenge perfectly as a mole, but she also sets up something very interesting for the last challenge of the episode, if it is her. Because she takes one for the team and says, I'll go on, stop six, whatever, knowing full well, stop six has the question mark envelope, the option for her to um, take money out the pot, because her getting back on the bus costs them 350 euros. In addition to that, no one knows what her sign says, and it's the first one where no one knows what the sign says. That's the important information here. Because what she does with the question mark envelope when she opens it at stop six is she tells everyone else who lied, which then sets up the mistrust, which is a perfect mole action for the third challenge. When we'll get to it, the best tactic for a mole is to sow these seeds of distrust before that challenge. Exactly. That, that's what I was thinking too. I'm thinking she's just saying, you lied, you lied, you lied, you lied. You told the truth and you lied. Okay, I'm getting off the bus now. Knowing full well that the last challenge of this episode is basically one that hinges on everyone not trusting each other enough, she plays it perfectly as a mole if it's her. Yeah, considering how much the mole has failed throughout the season to sabotage this group, ever since that 5,000 euro deduction, things have gotten a lot easier for Mariah to sabotage. Yeah. I was having this conversation uh, last night uh, with Bran, actually, on uh, on Instagram. I'm still working on the assumption that the mole had to be in that five grand group and had to have been told that they needed to bid 5,000 to get into that group because otherwise they have to lead that challenge and be too much at the forefront on the train. Mariah is in the perfect place in that challenge. She's then in the perfect place in the first challenge of this episode, the second challenge of this episode, and the last challenge of this episode. She didn't need to do anything in the last challenge. She just needed to get herself shot, basically. Yeah. So Renee realises that all but one person will go twice. Rocky takes one for the team and gets off first. Then Monterey Jack, Charlotte, Renee, and Mariah. Stop two says that the candidate who will get off at stop three will earn 250 euros of the pots. At stop six, Rocky is not allowed to get off. Whoever gets off at stop six gets an envelope with a question mark. Rocky, when she gets back on the bus, tells the truth about the 250 euros but not about the rest of her sign. Stop three says that Monterey Jack can choose either 250 euros or a yoker for himself. He obviously chooses the yoker because 250 euros for a yoker is about the cheapest they've ever been. <laughs> he tells the truth about the dilemma, but not about his decision, at least initially. Renee tries to leverage the 5,000 euro choice against Rocky, Mariah, and Charlotte. Rocky says it's changed the dynamic of the group. Well, no shit. Isn't it funny how costing the pot half of its money changes the dynamic in the group and points you out as being a bit greedy. I like how surprised she is by this. She's like, I don't know why everyone's acting so differently towards me now. All I did was cost the group half the pot halfway into the season. All I did is screw someone out of 5,000 euros of money. I mean, all I did was make sure that the pot that the person's going to take home by the end of the game is going to be at least 40% less than what it could have been otherwise. Come on. 
come on. You're just being dramatic here, guys. Step four says that if someone gets off at stop nine, it will cost them 250 euros. However, that person will get a yoker, and it can't be Charlotte. She decides to tell the truth, which Mariah is suspicious about. Stop five says that Renee can either take 500 euros from the pot, or give two people yokers and put 250 euros into the pot. She gives yokers to Rocky and Charlotte, and tells the truth. Her stop is face onto the bus, so everyone can see her actually writing something, meaning she can't really lie. Stop six, as we mentioned, is the question mark envelope for Mariah. If she stays at the stop, she will earn 250 euros of the pots. If she gets back on the bus, it'll cost the pots 350 euros. The envelope tells her what was on the other four signs. She gets back on the bus, which net costs them 600 euros, and lies, claiming that she'd have earned three yokers by staying. And she reveals that everyone except Renee lied at their original signs. They choose Mariah again to get off at stop seven. It tells her she's got to stay there. And that's it. And she could have done that at stop six and earned 250 euros. Monterey Jack leaves at stop eight. It's the same as stop six. Stay and earn 250 euros, get on the bus and lose 350. He chooses to stay. And stop nine is for Renee. It says if she stays, 250 euros will come out of the pot, but she will get a yoker. Whoever stayed at stop eight, regardless of Renee's choice, also gets a yoker if anyone stayed at stop eight, which of course Monterey Jack did. The final stop is for Charlotte. She makes an agreement to lie to Mariah in Monterey Jack. Her sign says that every person left on the bus earns 250 euros for a pot. Rick looks miserable when he meets them at stop 10. They earned 650 euros of a possible 1750 for the challenge, although it wasn't possible at all. And the girls, when they get back on the coach, tell Monterey Jack and Mariah that they earn 250 euros and a yoker each for being on the bus. And that's the first challenge. (laughs) (laughs) So ends my monologue. (laughs) Yeah, this challenge did not help create trust in the group. No, it does get on my nerves slightly that Rick seems to be doing every single intro going, have they not realized that they're each other's competition yet? Have they not realized they're each other's competition yet? Have they not realized we can't afford to give out more than 10,000 euros for the grand prize yet? Have they not realized we can't give out 10,000 euros for the grand prize yet? It just goes back to what I said in the premiere. I don't like my mole to be a competition show. I like my mole to be an adventure show with a side of the the sneaky sabotage shit. That's why I prefer Belgi to, um, to Dutch mole, is the fact that Dutch Mole just feels a little bit too much like Jeff Probst is showrunning it sometimes. Well, thank goodness Rick is not Jeff Probst. It feels like we're one step away sometimes from them tweeting something out saying hashtag big moves. I can't even imagine what it would be like if Jeff Probst hosted the Mole for 20 years, how he would get over time. God, he'd be awful, wouldn't he? Nobody would be able to follow what was going on in the season at all. On the other hand, you have um, Phil Kogan potentially showering it for 20 years and just casting far too nice people and nobody sabotaging each other and just everyone getting along. No executions, everyone just staying there for all all 10 weeks and finding out together who the mole is. Yeah, and only cast the nice, hardworking people that the country was built on, built upon. So, at lunch, the girls are suspicious and want to count the money. Mariah also says she wants to be treasurer. The group decide not to grant the mutiny. Monterey Jack gets to choose one person to cut adrift. The second challenge happens at an abandoned prison. They are locked in cells and have to free themselves and perform challenges to earn up to 1,500 euros. However, to earn the money, they all have to escape in time. Now, here's my immediate problem with this challenge. We have no idea what the time limit is. 
They don't show us on screen. They don't say at all at any point how long they actually have. That's for the that's for the second challenge. Yeah, the second challenge has no timer until that second klaxon goes, and they have five minutes left, and then we have the thirty second countdown when they hit the buttons. That's the only time limit we see in this challenge. Yeah, they didn't say you have one hour to escape or ninety minutes or two hours at any point. No, no, there is absolutely nothing. Yeah, because I thought, oh, maybe I just missed how long the time was amongst the subtitles, but glad to hear that was not the case. No, it was um, it was completely mysterious. Couldn't help but notice that there was yet another task that involved putting trying to burn through a rope. Yeah, they love a burning challenge. <laughs> and I wonder where the distributions in this happened, because you have Rocky and Renee in cells basically next to each other. You have Monterey, Jack, and Charlotte basically in cells next to each other. And then you have Mariah on the other side of the prison on her own with the hardest sub-challenge to get out. And they just randomly assigned where each person went, right? Well, (laughs) not sure about that, but... Well, not randomly, but like the contestants didn't decide who would be chosen to go where. No, the contestants (laughs) didn't decide. Production decided. So you gotta think, if I was production, where would I put the mole? Probably the spot with the least amount of accountability? Yeah. The answer is the one, number one, on their own. Number two, when no one can help them. And number three, where they can control at least 750 euros going into that part. What I would also like to point out is that in the final challenge, everyone immediately eliminates Mariah from the challenge. She gets targeted, all three strikes, and I'm thinking, regardless of whether or not Mariah is the mole, she's definitely the most suspected amongst the group now. Yeah, and I don't blame them after this challenge, to be honest, because she did some very suspicious things. You mean being the only person who didn't escape? Well, not even that. She didn't put much effort into escaping. (laughs) No, she just... Well, at the the end, she said, like, oh, I couldn't figure out how to get out. We'll get to that in a minute, but she put zero effort in. So, Monterey Jack has Charlotte right in front of him. Rocky, Renee, and Mariah have a mirror and a stick with a hook on it each. All they've got to do is unhook two bolts to get out of their cells. Monterey Jack spots some tally marks through his window. They add up to the code on charlotte's cage rocky of course being rocky finds the bolt without having to use the mirror and the hook because she's got long arms and she then frees renee when she frees herself the key for charlotte and monterey jack is hanging on the ceiling monterey jack finally spots it but she can't reach it as she's 1.3 meters they free themselves eventually when she climbs up the uh, the cage wall renee and rocky find two sticks and a brick with a key on it rocky essentially just brute forces the challenge to unlock herself monterey jack and charlotte find sticks to grab a pole to grab the key from the ceiling to get the second key. Monterey Jack does it, because, you know, he's tall. And now the fun begins, because Mariah is on her own, and she calls for Monterey Jack, but she can't free herself. And he tells her to wait until he's done the assignments. She ends up having a Hulk moment and frees herself from the cell, and then realises that she has to use a lasso to grab a pole with a key on it. Now, here are my problems with this, because this is by far the easiest sub-challenge to mole, but she didn't even build a lasso properly. Anyone who knows anything about lassoes knows you need a massive knot to make it work and a massive hole at the front that you're using to aim because you have a better chance of getting it and also the momentum is bigger when you have a bigger ring, basically. What Mariah did was the world's smallest lasso hole, a massive amount of rope, so she couldn't get the momentum to get it and also if she'd got anywhere near that pole with a key on it, it would have just bounced off. 
she would have had to do such a trick shot to get that lasso onto that pole. There is not a chance in hell that she was unhooking herself. Like, she'd be doing 100 attempts, and maybe one out of 100, she'd be able to snag the key. Yeah, it's an infinite monkeys with typewriters situation where it would have taken Mariah an infinite amount of time to get that lasso onto that pole to be able to write the works of Shakespeare or indeed get the key. Like, there's there's not a chance in hell with those tactics you're getting anywhere near it. But the important thing is, no one else could help her with the lasso, and no one else could see what she was doing with the lasso. That is a perfect mole position, because she was completely unattended. Nobody could see what she was even trying to do. She was absolutely golden. And the other four contestants, they're thinking, I mean, it's not like it's one mole and then people who are completely in the dark and idiots while they're playing this game. By the end of the challenge, I'm sure all four people are thinking, hmm, this is the most blatant sabotage we've seen <laughs> this season. Because at least with the 5,000 euro deduction, there were still three people who bid that same amount. Then it's, when that happens, you think, okay, it's going to be one of those three people, especially when Josh is the number one suspect for whatever reason, and he goes home, and then you're down to five. It's like, okay, it's one of these three people. And if you're in that group of three, you're only suspecting two other people. You're thinking, okay, if you're say if you're Charlotte, you're thinking, okay, I got to keep my eye on Renee and I got to keep my eye on Mariah. And based on Renee's performance throughout this episode, I believe she's the only person who succeeds at all three tasks. I don't think she she doesn't take a single euro out of the pot, right? Now she played entirely for the team this week. Yeah, because she did she get five hundred euros in the third challenge? I know she got at least two fifty. I can't remember if she got all three, or I mean, two out of three, or if Rocky did. We don't know. That's something that we're going to actually come to. We don't know who got the third 250 euro now. But we know Renee at least got one and Rocky got one. So likely it was the three of them each grabbing a note. And then Renee didn't sabotage anything during the bus challenge where she played completely for the team. In fact, she gave away yokers to other players. And then the second challenge, she tried her best and actually escaped the place. So if you're Charlotte, you're thinking, hmm, I'm going to probably suspect Mariah now. And if you're in Renee's shoes, I mean, between Charlotte's pretending to be the mole in the past, you think, hmm, it's probably not going to be her. Plus, they escaped together, right? Yeah, so Renee, Renee has a lot of insight to Charlotte, and then this happens, and she's probably thinking, well, it's got to be Mariah. Splinter may already be on the right track to begin with, seeing how he didn't get ex- executed with those terrible odds beforehand. So I'm thinking Mariah's got to be number one suspect on everybody's list now. You'd hope so. But the other key thing about this is, Mariah's cell contains the key to unlock the second 750 euros. So when they burn through the rope, they need Mariah to help them. That's the perfect place for them all to be. Because number one, she can completely and utterly stop them getting money if she doesn't escape. Number two, more importantly, she can just withhold the key. If she'd got that second key, she could have literally swapped it for Rocky's key without them knowing. Because that's what I would have done. Yeah, and then just screw over the group that way. Yeah. So, Monterey Jack finds a web of keys and some garden shears and has to cut all the ropes to be able to grab the key. Here's the other potential sabotage, though. Because he quite audibly shouts that he found 250 euros. Whereas if you look to the end of this challenge, they earned 1,500. Or they found 1,500. So why did he shout 250 euros when he must have found 750? I don't know, maybe there's an edited out part where they found 500? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is when they find the 
the second 750 euros, he does shout, checking all the cells for any money. So there may have been more money in those cells that we just didn't see them pick up. And he actually did find 250 euros on the floor in the first one. But it is a little bit suspicious. It's kind of funny that you think, oh, this is an hour-long mole episode with only five people. We should be able to see all the details from every challenge. But that's not the case. They still have to edit some things out for time. So yeah, we don't get a clear explanation as to how they got all 1,500. Because that was the max, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I suspect him particularly. I'm just saying he's high up on my suspect list by default because he did have a potential sabotage this week. But they declared all 1,500 euros when they left the place. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that for a second. He's just kind of by default my second suspect this week because Mariah is so much of a suspect. <laughs> Gotta go latch on to something. <laughs> so Charlotte has to balance a candle on a plank to burn a rope with a key that Mariah can reach. This seems like a health and safety nightmare. Renee and Rocky help her, the key drops, and Mariah thinks that it's for her cell. Rocky eventually just snatches it off her and grabs 750 euros. They then get the five minute klaxon to get out. They have to push the five buttons in their cells simultaneously to unlock the door. That will give them 30 seconds to escape with the money. The four of them escape with a second to spare, leaving Mariah caged. However, the rules of the challenge were that they all had to be free. That cost them the 1,500 euros that they found, of which, of course, as we've just mentioned, only a 1,000 was declared, at least publicly. So everyone, after the challenge, is a bit suspicious of Mariah not being able to lasso the pole. And as I said, her lassoing was utterly dreadful because you need as large a gap as possible. Yeah, it's tough to think, would the mole be just that blatant of, oh, four people got out except for you? <laughs> I think she may have overdone it if she's the mole, with the not being able to escape thing. The best thing to do would be to accidentally not hit her button, or accidentally not get out on time. But I don't know. I feel like the mole hasn't tried very much recently, maybe with the exception of last week of, you know, spending half of the pot. So maybe it's a course correction. But still, if it is a course correction and Mariah's the mole, it's a little bit unsubtle. I guess it was just like, oh, here's a chance to cost the group 1,500 euros. Yeah. So what would you have done in Mariah's position, whether you were mole or not? I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself where I'm in a very, very mole, over-the-top position. If I was the mole, I'd want to... I think I would have to be a lot more subtle with the sabotage. Yeah, I have a feeling that Maybe the lasso was a red herring. Because what I would have done in that position, and I don't know whether it's possible, I'm just kind of spitballing this. What I would have done is I would have tied the rope that you got for the lasso to the chain or the lock or whatever, and then I would have brute forced it. I would have just yanked that rope and tried to break the chain or the lock, and then just go in and get the key myself. Or, alternatively, get one of the other teams to grab a plank, bring it to me, and just brute force it essentially just push the plank through and knock the key off and try and get it that way yeah there are some strategies to, unless she just really was that stumped as to what to do if she was a, if she was a contestant if she really was like i have no idea how to get out of here i feel like the lasso was a massive red herring at least in my book yeah and then you gotta think how would the more influence mariah to stay in that one cage if it, was some, if it was one of the other four people that was actually the mole. Because they, they, all four of them leave the building together. And then Rick says, well, all five of you needed to be out. 
So they must have been told that at the start of the challenge. Yeah. And then somebody must somebody within that floor must have said, "Oh, we just need to we just need to get the money out." Yeah, there's definitely a an element of the mole lied by a mission there. And as soon as somebody suggested, "Oh, we just need to get the money out." The mole didn't correct them. And whether the mole was in that group of four or whether it was Mariah, I'm not sure on that in that respect. But I feel like the mole lied by a mission there. There's definitely an element of I'm just gonna let them think that and lose the challenge themselves. Maybe that was Mariah's strategy, actually. Maybe she thought that that them not realizing that everyone needed to be out would have been a bigger sabotage, potentially, and a bit more distracting than the fact she didn't get out at all. Yeah. I don't know. But there is if it was one of the other four people though that's actually the mole, I would be far more impressed with the sabotage. Yeah, Mariah would be a not an underwhelming mole, but a less impressive mole after, you know, pulling all this shit. Yeah, it would be um definitely a lot more blatant mole. Mole who struggled a bit at the beginning to see how to crack the group and then became a lot more aggressive later. Still better than your Owen. Still better than your Owen. Well, yeah, that goes without saying, but I feel like if it is Mariah, she was in a bit of a difficult position because her strategy seems to have been try and get into the group, try and earn a little bit of money, fully in the knowledge that halfway through the season, you're going to be able to spend a lot of money. Like the long con? Yeah, it's essentially a long con, and then by that point, there's only going to be like five people left anyway, so then you just make sure that you'd be as moly as possible at the end to make sure someone suspects you. So, say, in the first four episodes, oh, I lost a couple hundred euros here, a couple hundred euros there, but by the end of the season you can say, well, I still cost the group nine or ten thousand euros. She could definitely do subtle sabotages up until the train game, and then go balls to the wall after the train game. Yeah, and if that's the case, then this week would definitely be the start of that tactic. Yeah. It will be very telling next week if we stop seeing people's suspicions. Because if we stop seeing people's suspicions, then everyone's probably on the same mole. Oh, well, yeah, I was just thinking, like, if Mariah is indeed the mole, just if it was just so tough in the beginning with how much everyone was playing for the team, and you have Rocky going out of her way to make sure, no, no one's being selfish here. And especially the first example, or the first Yoker game, where everyone's like, well, I guess I shouldn't play for myself as much as I was planning to. And I guess you just gotta wait for that one opening where everyone suddenly distrusts each other and hates each other, and then just play from there and be a lot more aggressive to make up for the first half of the game. Yeah. Maybe it just took a while for the mold to get that opening. Yeah, I feel like if it's Mariah, she was playing like a contestant for the first half of the season, and now she's gonna start playing like a mole. Just think, her biggest sabotage was before the train game was, oh, take 25 euros to flip this panel. Now it's, oh, I took 5,000. Oh, now I cost you guys 1,500. Oh, I got on the bus. Now I cost you 350. Oh, I didn't go for any money when I was at the switches. <laughs> I think the 350 euro thing is the biggest clue this week for Mariah for me because nobody was shown twigging that somehow the earnings for this challenge was 600 euros less than they thought it was going to be. Nobody mentioned it. And it's all because of Mariah. She's the only one who cost them any money in that challenge. Going back to that first challenge, actually, I think it's a little bit off to make the reward for anyone left on the bus at the end be 250 euros, when that's exactly the same as someone standing in the rain by one of the signs. There should have been a discrepancy between the two of them. 
Yeah, it seems like there was a very limited, there's very limited leeway for how much money could be earned. Pretty much it was Renee Stop was the only one really where she could cost the group a bit more money. Yeah, it was Renee and Monterey Jack who earned any money, I think. And then obviously the three left on the, the coach at the end. So that would be 1,250 euros because it's five times 250. But then Mariah cost them 600 euros because she didn't take the 250 and she got on the bus, which cost them 350. So in effect, she's the only one who cost them any money in that challenge. So they wake up on day 12 in Vinariche. Renee is well rested as she's all alone in her room. Rocky decides to try and interrogate Monterey Jack. He says that he's on to Charlotte and Mariah. And she says that it's good news because she's on Renee. Mariah and Charlotte share question lists to try and narrow down the quiz answers. However, Charlotte suddenly doesn't trust Mariah as she says that Mariah took 5,000 euros from the pot and then didn't put any effort in, which is very suspicious. Just as you did, Charlotte. Stop being holier than thou. You did the exact (laughs) same thing she did. And as you said earlier, she invokes follow the money. And I would put money on it that Charlotte's probably earned less than Mariah has as a contestant here. The final challenge is at the Open Air Museum in Mayrow. It is rainy, misty and cold, almost like it's Eastern Europe in September. Rick says that they will be trying to eliminate each other. Whoever is left standing will not see their screen at the end of the next test, and also choose two others who won't if they earn 500 euros or more for the pot. There are eight stations, each with five choices. There is a lever for each of the other four people, or 250 euros for the pot. Once they lose three lives, they are out of the game, but whatever money they earned goes into the pot. Which means that the pot is probably lower than they thought it was going to be. Because, normally in this sort of a game, if you're eliminated with money, that money goes as well. And then there becomes some sort of negotiation. They also have a code strapped to their chest. If they type one of their fellow candidates' codes into a tablet, that person will be out immediately. And the game will end when only one person stands. How would you play this as a mole? I guess just be as... I guess not doing it, just be really subtle and under the radar in this challenge would probably be the best way. I wouldn't want to be the last person left standing. No, the optimum mole strategy, I think, here is sow a little bit of Discord earlier on in the uh, episodes, potentially, which, to be fair, they spent €5,000, that's going to do it. And then just make sure people take each other out as fast as possible, because the optimum choice of the mole here is someone's lever getting pushed every single time. Because they don't care if nobody sees their screen particularly. There will then be a forcible non-elimination next week if everyone sees their screen and someone goes home. But from a mole standpoint, you don't really care if anyone earns money on this one. You would obviously rather they didn't earn any money, but you want people to get eliminated as fast as possible. Also something I think may come into play, and I don't know how yet, those numbers have got to mean something. The mole's number has got to spell something out, surely. I'm sure people are working on that online in the Vidum Reddit. <laughs> I have tried to work it out myself just to see whether it is a blatant clue, because I've spotted a blatant clue like this before. I couldn't find a translation that worked for any of them. Mariah's was the closest, because Mariah's does split into two separate words, but she's the only one where that happens. And she's the only one without a one or a zero. She's not binary. Well, one and zero are the only two keys on a keypad without any letters attached to them. So Mariah's, by default, is the only one that can spell anything, I think, currently. (laughs) 
Interesting. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a hidden clue there at the end of the season. I just never put much effort into deciphering the hidden clues. <laughs> I was very proud of myself when I spotted one of these in the Sri Lanka season. That's why I keep looking for them. Because I spotted one of the least subtle mole clues ever that not everyone spotted. So, Rocky, who is 07951, hides behind the minecarts. Charlotte, 52119, thinks that Mariah, 87928, is nearby, but wants to prioritise the money to ensure some people don't see their screens. Mariah wants to eliminate Charlotte first, as she will pick Renee and Rocky not to see their screens. She spots the first station, but also sees that Rocky is nearby. Monterey Jack, 45171, is first to leave her. He chooses Rocky, because you would in this challenge. If you have a professional athlete against you in this challenge, you want them out of this challenge. And you want them out of a you want them out of a running challenge. Yeah, because I would put money on it that Rocky would be faster than me. Not that that's hard. Rocky spots Mariah running while she's sneaking. She pulls the lever for Charlotte. Rocky hears that she has two lives left, so thinks that Mariah is targeting her and vows revenge. Rocky goes to the same panel as Mariah and pulls one of her levers. Although. If Rocky paid a little bit of attention, she would have seen that her life on that panel was still there. Monterey Jack says that he's trying to build trust with Charlotte, so won't eliminate her. He loves Renee, so she won't be a target either. He gets mixed signals from Mariah, so pulls her second lever. Renee, 80682, thinks who is a potential mole. She wants to get rid of people she least suspects, as her strategy is to save her suspects. Mariah reads Renee's number as she's pulling a lever for Monterey Jack. She pulls the lever for Charlotte, but Rocky pulls her third one, and Mariah is first to be eliminated. Rocky then decides to focus on Monterey Jack. He would pick Mariah and Renee to save. Monterey Jack sees Charlotte's code, and he's right next to a tablet. He tells her he knows her code, but won't put it into a tablet. Instead, he pulls the lever and eliminates her in a cold-blooded move. Renee pulls Rocky's lever, giving her one life left. She says it's because Rocky is physically strong. She pulls Monterey Jack's lever, just as he pulls Renee's. Renee grabs 250 euros, as does Rocky, before Monterey Jack eliminates Rocky. She thought Monterey Jack, Charlotte, and Renee were left, and hoped anyone but Monterey Jack would win, because they might save her at the execution. Renee finds the station and eliminates Monterey Jack, winning herself the challenge. Now I wonder who picks up the third note, because we don't see who picks up a third note here. That's the frustrating part. <laughs> There's absolutely no transparency on this as to who picked up the third note. But they did find three of the notes, meaning they earned 750 euros of a possible 1500 for the challenge, 1400 of a possible 5250 for the episode, and 7645 of 29300 for the season so far. Renee has until the execution to declare who else is being saved. However... It is now time for the test. 20 questions on the identity and actions of the mole. Whoever knows least goes home, except for the mole who can never go home. Renee and two others will not see their screens tonight. Monterey Jack has two yokers, and Rocky, Renee, and Charlotte each have one. Did you recognise the test location? Oh, was it the Franz Kafka place? It wasn't. It was, however, the place where they did the stupid five grand twist. Oh, they used the same location? It was the exact same museum, yeah. So Charlotte is spreading as she's still not confident. She spreads over Mariah and Renee and maybe a little Monterey Jack and plays a yoker. Monterey Jack says that if he was Renee, he'd fill the testing on someone who it's 100% not and save everyone in the group. But he doesn't know whether she would do that. He's not spreading over three people anymore. It's not Mariah or Charlotte. He instead goes for Rocky and Renee. 
Rocky suspects Renee as she's useless but very smart. She plays a yoker as she doesn't know whether Renee will play the screen for her. Renee says it's good to use her brain. Mariah is her mole. She shows how hard she tries, but she makes mistakes and Renee doesn't buy it. It could be Charlotte as she's very quiet and always seems confused. Mariah doesn't get spreading in episode 6. She questions whether to spread and only suspects Charlotte. So Rocky was the only one who used the yoker? Uh, so Rocky and Charlotte did. Rocky and Charlotte. So yeah. that means... Renee's got a yoker left and Splinter's got two. Yep. Which, to be fair, isn't a bad tactic for either of those people. Renee, obviously, you're never going to play a yoker. You know you're not seeing your screen anyway. From Monterey Jack's point of view, if he's close with Renee, which he is, he thinks maybe she will play the uh, she will play the screen for him, meaning he doesn't have to waste anything. 50-50 shot at being picked, right? Yeah, as it happens, he's wrong, she doesn't pick him, but he still survives anyway. That'd be a rough way to go out. Two Yokers in your pocket at Final Five. It would be very funny. Maybe not for me, because he's in my team, but it'd be very, very funny. So Renee chooses to save her suspects, because they will stay anyway. She saves Mariah. She also saves Charlotte, who is very confused as to why she was saved. Rocky and Monterey Jack both get green screens, and the legally mandated non-elimination episode has been earned without them losing any money. And Renee is disappointed because she wanted to eliminate someone, and this means that one of her, Mariah and Charlotte, should have gone home. So next time, they have fun in a mine, there are charades, and everyone grabs a truck to spell out words. Weirdest preview summary I've ever heard. (laughs) So Mr. Saunders, two suspects... For the final time this season. Who are they? Uh, Splinter and Renee. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mariah's definitely one. Ooh, do I go Charlotte or do I go Rocky? Rocky's really confusing me still. Maybe I'll do Rocky as my second suspect. I do love how you genuinely sound confused every time I ask that question. Even though I ask it literally every episode. I'm not prepared for this. I was really taken off guard. It's like I genuinely blindside you with the question of who you suspect every week. What? We gotta pick our suspects? What the hell is this? It makes me laugh whenever I'm editing the episode, because you're always like, who do I suspect? Well, I know who one of my suspects are. I'm still, but it's after we've had, it's different when it's me watching the episode. I'm like, well, I know who the top two suspects are. And then we talk about it for 55 minutes, and then it's, oh. Hmm, who is my second suspect? Mariah and... Mariah and... I'm just open to flexibility for my second pick while we're in discussion. Oh, I know. It just makes me giggle every time I edit it, because you're always you're always incredibly non-committal about your second suspect, and it just makes me giggle. You know what would be amazing is if Mariah goes home next week, and then... No, it wouldn't. It would be awful, because Michelle wins the pool. <laughs> Like, I have to pin all of my hopes on Mariah being the mole here, because otherwise Michelle wins. So, unsurprisingly, given what I've said over the past nearly an hour now, my two suspects are Mariah and Monterey Jack after this week. Monterey Jack's up to number two. He is, purely because there is a plausible sabotage for him this week. He's very much nowhere near Mariah in my suspect list. Like if you had 100 points to distribute, 95 of them are on Mariah and then 5 of them are on Monterey Jack? Yeah, 100%. Just by default, he is my second suspect. Because, you know, it isn't Rocky. It's never been Rocky. She plays for the team far too much. 
it isn't Renee after she, as you pointed out, didn't lose them any money this week at all, and in fact played entirely for the team, given she had the biggest ultimatum and could have potentially lost them the equivalent of 750 euros. It's not her. And Charlotte, I just can't get on board with. If it's Charlotte, she is probably the most disappointing of the final five to be a mole. And I know that's famous last words. <laughs> yeah, especially after last season. Logan, your own can't be the mole. Your own can't be the mole. Uh, I don't know, Michael. Your own could be the mole. You cannot wreck on history and properly say you suspected him. You were disappointed it was him. Uh, <laughs> I picked him. Uh, I, I was simultaneously disappointed and I picked him. Like, you cannot pretend that you were happy that he was the mole. No, but I mean, just with how adamant you you were that he wasn't the mole. I was like, well, I don't know, Michael. I, I, I think he's the mole. He won't be a good mole, but... He was the most underwhelming pick of the entire cast, and probably the most underwhelming picks come back of the Oregon cast. There were a lot of stars in that cast, and he was not one of them. So, something I forgot to do last week, the Dutch suspects on the pool are apparently Charlotte at 31%, Mariah at 19 Monterey Jack at 15 Renee at 21 and Rocky at 14 In our first suspicions pool, my team is still Mariah and Monterey Jack, and Michelle's is still Charlotte, Renee and Rocky. This week is the last week where any switches can get used, so our teams will get locked in as of this time next week. Who... Do you think's going next week? Well, which alliance did they show? They showed Rocky and Splinter having an alliance? Yeah, I have a theory on who it's going to be. I think Rocky's going. This is going to be one of the rare weeks where I don't say Rocky's going. I think Rocky's probably going to the final now. I think Charlotte's going next week. Because she didn't have as much of an edit this week? Yeah, I feel like she's going to be the big, like, Leone-style shock execution at Final Five, because so many people are still suspecting her in the game, so many people in the Netherlands are still suspecting her, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of people next week who lose points on Charlotte. It was exactly the same with Leone at Final Five last season, last real season, it was exactly the same with Leone at Final Five, where a lot of people suspected her as number one, and then she went at Final Five, and everyone just went, what? Really? Oh shit. Rob? <laughs> so I I get the vibe that Charlotte is probably going to go next week it's purely a gut instinct, I'll probably be wrong as long as it's someone from Michelle's team I don't really care, I'd obviously prefer it not to be Renee because she's holding the entertainment of this season right now, but yeah if it's Charlotte, if it's Rocky, I don't really care be brutally honest so anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't think so I'm good in that case, thank you for listening to our Easter Mole 2021 recap. We'll be back next week to continue the hunt for the nearest mole in Czechia. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, where we are RTV Warriors. Or you can email us on contacts at rtvwarriors.com. Logan is on Twitter at LogSuperQuacky. I'm MJ Harmstone. Thank you, as always, to Marika for the subtitles. We'll see you next week. Peace out and just chill till the next of flavoring.